Welcome to Conscious Curiosity SD, where successful San Diego leaders share their stories of leading beyond profit and are using the influence of business to positively change the companies and communities we all work and live in. I'm your host, Jeff Blanton from Jailbreak Leadership, a process that creates high-performing cultures by unlocking the unlimited potential of your team. I want to thank our collaborative community of San Diego business organizations, the Better Business Bureau, Conscious Capitalism, and Be Local, who are all focused on supporting this next generation of leader. Welcome to the show. Whenever I speak with individuals around the country and I say I live in San Diego, I always get this immediate, you are so lucky, what an amazing place. Yes, San Diego is amazing, but we also have some challenges. What role does and should business play in helping to make San Diego a better place to live, work, and play for all our community members? Well, today on Conscious Curiosity SD, we have a guest who was all in both answering that question and making it happen. Danae Ramos, welcome to the show. Thank you. Danae is the Managing Director for Business for Good, an organization that unites business owners to drive policy that improves San Diego for all. She's also the Program Manager for Connect All at the Jacobs Center for Neighborhood Innovation. In the context of all that, she's a leader with a focus on helping small business leaders make their dreams come true. I truly appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule coming here today. I know it's uh, <laughs> got to be a little hectic in your life. So where I like to start is a little bit about you. Maybe uh, I know you got a kind of an interesting background yeah. based on the, some of the research I was doing. Maybe share a little bit how your backgrounds led to what you're doing today and what maybe we're a defining moment or two that's really got you to have the heart and passion to do what you're doing. Yeah. Um, so I guess I could all start, you know, when I was younger, um, I'm a first generation. Parents came from Mexico about 30 something years ago. I just remember sometimes struggling when I was younger. As I got older and I got into college and I graduated from college, I moved away um, and I lived in Southeast Asia for about a year. And I worked for a startup company over there, importation and distribution. When I came back to the U.S., I knew I wanted to be in the nonprofit world just because I just knew the impact that they did or they do currently. And I just wish we had those resources when we were younger. I got into Accessity, which was giving business loans. And that was kind of like a second step to seeing like the business world, because when I was in Southeast Asia, I worked for that startup company. Then I went to Accessity and I was just speaking to a lot of small business owners all over San Diego County. And trying to figure out how to give them a loan because they either can't get access to capital through like banks or sometimes their credit isn't great. So they just, they had a lot of barriers to kind of move forward with their business. So after that, I heard about this new program called Connect All the Jacob Center. It's now called Jacob Center Accelerator Program. But back then, the whole purpose of this accelerator program was to create a space for diverse and low-income founders uh, because a lot of the accelerator programs at that time, so that was like, what, 2018, 2019, there was no accelerator program for people of color. It was just a lot of accelerator programs that, you know, was really targeted for, you know, people that are from Silicon Valley or from somewhere up north. And so we wanted to create something south of the A. We got some funding through um, housing and urban development. And they said, hey, you know, you can do whatever you guys want with this, just something, you know, for low income and diverse founders. And so it was me and a colleague that I worked with, um, Alex Waters, and we created this accelerator program, which currently right now has helped about 83 plus business owners. Ah, um, excellent. We've brought in a bunch of money for them. 
on top of that accelerator program, we also had a business resource center, which is like open to any business owner that maybe can't or doesn't want to go through the program, um, but kind of still wants like one off assistance that kind of just like opened up my mind more about the struggles that business owners go through. And I've heard of Business for Good before when I was kind of like looking around and one of our, uh, someone that like helped out with marketing with the Jacob Center, she told me about Business for Good and that they're like hiring a managing director. I was like, oh, that sounds fun. I think I could do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I... How long have you had that role? I started, when did I start? 2021. So I think it was October of 2021. Yeah. So for a little while. Yeah. So yeah, it's gone by really quickly though. So it doesn't really feel that long. <laughs> Until you're my age, you'll find out that everything goes by quickly. I know. The older I get, I'm like, oh goodness, everything's just going by faster. <laughs> the older you get. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let me tell you what all this. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm kind of intrigued. How did you end up going to Asia? So it was right out yeah. of school. You, yeah. Right that's out a of pretty school. big leap in one's career right there. It what, was. What, what, what was behind that? So I majored in global business management and I either could go through marketing, like an emphasis in marketing or an emphasis in entrepreneurship. And back then I was like, no way, I'm not doing entrepreneurship. That just sounds silly. Well, that like asked me now and I'm like, that's the best thing ever. But anyway, so I went through marketing and part of my curriculum, they said, hey, like you have to go either work abroad or do like a senior project. And I was like, well, I'd rather just go work abroad. Yeah, why, so. do, why wouldn't I do yeah, that? Yeah, right? exactly. And I worked two jobs in college and one of the jobs that I had, I worked in the disabled student services. So I helped out kids that either have a disability, a learning disability. And so one of my friends there, she is Laotian. And so she told me about an opportunity over there and they kind of just like linked, you know, we're like, okay, she, she, she introduced me to some people over there. I sent over my resume. It kind of just wow, like worked what are out. The odds, I know. So weird. Wow. I'm still friends with her now. So it's been pretty great. So that's how I ended up over there. <laughs> yeah. We had a guest in here last time, AJ, and we were talking about how he ended up in the job he's got. He was at Starbucks. Oh, wow. And I think the president of the company, he's now owner and running yeah. his daughter. I think, you know, so he goes, ah, oh, as a social guy showing up, trying to make everything better. And it's yeah. like, you just don't know where the connections totally. are. So it's so important to like show up, you know, every Absolutely. day ready to play the game. Right. Oh yeah. I'm such a huge believer of that. Just like give it your all every time. Cause you never know who you're going to meet, what's going to happen, you know? So that's what happened. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, I know it's a real uh, tread in your life here. You're always giving back and helping the people that are a little disadvantaged. Just, yeah. Is there something behind that, that really you know, when I was growing up, there was just, we didn't know there was many resources out there. And not until I got into college is when I realized like, oh my gosh, there's so many organizations out there trying to help out, you know, just the world. And once I saw that, like, and I saw the mission, it just intrigued me more. Cause I mean, there's been multiple times when I've have given the opportunity to go to like corporate row world, you know, and the for-profit, um, but when I look at the mission, it just doesn't drive me for some reason. You know, I just didn't, I didn't want to work for something that just didn't have some sort of social impact in it. And so when I saw this like nonprofit world and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like I would, I would love to do that. Like my mom's an entrepreneur and I know for her to get some funding has been, you know, very much we difficult. Saw her struggles. Yeah. You know, and just my parents struggling. And I said, and the whole community that I was involved with growing up, I could just see that there was so much need. And because I was, I am from here, you know, I just knew I, 
I could do something about it, you know? That's, that's awesome. I love yeah. that story. I yeah. love that story. So you're, you're, you're playing in that fine line, right? A lot of people just jump into the, the nonprofit space and yeah. it's, oh, it's great. But then some people jump into the for-profit, but you're trying to play that, that, yeah. that line down the middle. Totally. Which I'm kind of really excited to explore the whole business for good because yeah. you guys are doing something that's not anyone else is talking about. So again, you look at some of the organizations that are involved with this uh, podcast and all great leaders, all trying to do great things with their business. And then the organization themselves trying to do something, bring those people together and be supportive. But you guys are actually trying to be that connection to the government at yeah. some level. Like how do we yeah. actually impact policy? So no one else is doing that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very interested to hear a little bit about that. So maybe yeah. give us a little insight on business for good yeah. and how that works and yeah. go for it. I'll start from the beginning. It started in 2017. I'll go from. The, is it just here in San Diego, or is this part of a larger? So you're yeah, your own. Yeah, this is just entity. San Diego. Okay. There are other like organizations around the U.S., um, but they're not linked to us. It started back in 2017 when um, Mikey um, Nav, which is now the co-chair, but he's the co-founder as well. Um, he was looking at the news article and saw that like business owners do not want to increase minimum wage, and he said, "Well, that's weird. Like, I do want to increase minimum wage." And I know other business owners that are so my friends. So he disagreed with, with. Yeah. And he's like, well, who's, who's putting that on there? Like, who are these businesses they're talking about? And so they came to a realization that the big corporations that have a lot of bandwidth because they have a lot more employees, they have a lot more, you know, capital to kind of dictate where this policy is being driven. And so that's how the As whole, well as controlling the message. Yes, right? correct. Yeah. And so that's how Business for Good came about where it's just like, okay, well, San Diego, actually 98% of like the economy are just like, are all business owners. These are small business owners from like employees of 10, 15, sometimes 200. Small business owner, the definition is sometimes hard, like the federal, you know, they say like 200 and below or so. So, but for us here- Where I would think Diego, 200 employees are pretty big business right? in my mind. Yeah, <laughs> but sometimes a federal, yeah, anyway. Yeah. So the point is, is that we, or by we, they realize like, hey, there's, there's, there's some disconnection here. Like there's these business owners that are saying, you know, don't increase minimum wage, but there's a huge population of small business owners that have employees 20 something or less that want to do that. And so that's how it all came about. Um, it was part of an organization called Main Street Alliance. But once we wanted to implement immigration policy, then we decided to go off on our own. And so Business for Good focuses on four core policies. It's a small business resource, um, environmental health, immigration, and housing and homelessness. And we are a group right now, we're about like 100, 100 members um, from all over San Diego County. We like to build equitable and sustainable policies. And the way we do that is we have the connection with the small business owners because we are a small business group of um, individuals and, and business owners. But we also have that connection with the county supervisors and the council members and also with different coalitions in San Diego County that, you know, work with the different policies that we work with. We do a lot of different things. For instance, we've helped um, do like the plastic band um, back in, I believe it was like 2018. This was before I was here, but we're continuing to do that. Also, when it came to the 2022 ordinance that came with the micro enterprise home kitchen operations, we were very much forefront of like allowing businesses cook from their homes um, and be able to make a living from that specifically because a lot of diverse and low income individuals, that's how they make their money. Housing and homelessness, we work with a lot of different coalitions to basically bring awareness of like, hey, there's a lot of homeless people. How can we change that? We're working with 
Council District 9, um, City Council Sean Ela Rivero about doing that tenant ordinance that is actually going to council next week. And so the way we support that is one, we do public comments, testify at hearings, we write letters of support on our own or with other different coalitions. Before COVID, we were just like upright, like there, like city council, you know, doing marches, doing walks, doing like, you know, being in front of them and making a commotion because nothing will get done if you don't make a ruckus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, which stinks, you know? And so we have to kind of make this like huge commotion of like, hey, this is why it should be done. And this is why this policy should be written this way because we are representing the majority of the population, not just the small percentage of small, like big business owners, I guess you could say. I can go more into detail. (laughs) I'm kind of curious uh, because this has never been a subject here on on this on this podcast. Is really kind of the immigration side of things. Yeah, you know, here we are. We are a city that borders another large city on the other side of the border. I'm probably not reading the right things or whatever, but where's the connection here, right? I I know lots of people come across the border on a regular basis back and forth Mm -hmm. as, you know, part of uh, a workforce. Maybe maybe you can educate us a little bit on what that looks like and maybe some of the things you guys are doing to help facilitate that to maybe move a little easier and smoother for folks. Immigration is a little bit harder for us to work on just because there are federal laws and, you know, we are more local, Mm -hmm. uh, San Diego County. But currently what we are doing is we are doing citizenship drives. So what that entails is um, we're partnering with Employer Rights Center um, which is a nonprofit organization as well that helps employees, but also does these citizenship drives. And so what that means is that people that have been residents for three years and above um, and want to become citizens, we are helping them meet with an, um, an immigration attorney for free. Because usually when you meet with an attorney, it costs about like $250 an hour or more. And so we are helping by funding these attorneys to basically meet these people for free. And so they help them with the whole process of, okay, where are you at right now? What paperwork do you need to fill out? Okay, fill out the paperwork. I legitimately help them fill out the paperwork and then send it in so that they can basically apply to be a citizen. And a lot of the times it costs between $750 to, my gosh, maybe almost $2,000 to become a citizen. Um, And that's just to do the application. That's not meeting with the attorney. Correct. Yeah. And so a lot of times people can't afford to pay that. And so what we're doing is on top of doing those citizenship drives, we're also doing donation drives to pay for those fees to become a citizen. And so we work very closely with Employer Rights Center, other organizations to to let them know, because here in San Diego County, there's about 65, what is it? No, 64 like million dollars comes from immigrant small business owners. So that's what comes into the economy of San Diego County. So a bunch of small business owners that you see all around basically San Diego County, specifically, let's say south of the eight, they're all immigrants. They have opened their business because that's the way they decided to, you know, get more income. And because they don't have the opportunity to go to school, you know, or because they're no English as well, you could say, or they feel like they can't go to school or can't speak the language well, they decide to open up their business. We have a bunch of business owners here in San Diego County that are immigrants. And so we're trying to help these individuals, immigrants, because you can 
become a business owner by just doing your ITIN, which is like it's like an alternative to a social security number. And with that ITIN, you can then apply for your employee EIN number, right? Okay. So there's these steps that- So you don't have to be a citizen. Correct, to you start a don't. Yeah, and the but thing But you're is, a tax paying- Correct, right. correct. So and it's that's, not like, oh, these guys are over here just you know, correct. living off the system in some correct. fashion and contributing $64 and I, million. Dollars, exactly, right and the thing is that people don't think that they're doing it right. Like you said, a lot of people think like, oh, they're just like, they're doing this tax-free, but it's like, no, they're not actually. And and we're here to help them not do it like that, right? So we help them do like the ITIN number. And then, okay, now here's the EIN number. Okay, now this is how you do your taxes. And this is how you do like a profit and loss statement. Because a lot of these so people- They're running a legitimate real business, correct. but still got the potential to risk correct. of actually being like, wait a minute, you're not a citizen. And yes, guess yes. what? Yeah, and a lot what of- What a terrible way to live. Yeah, exactly. They, they, they live off of fear, you know? And yes. I think that's something that we've worked very hard to- to, to make sure like, hey, we build that trust with them, you know, like, hey, this is how you can do this legitimately and don't worry, like you're, you're safe, <laughs> you know? Right, because I, like, I would have a great fear that yeah. if I fill out this paperwork, then all of a sudden, you know, I'm on train stay on the radar, right? Totally. I mean, that, that would be my goal. Totally. And fill out some paperwork with the government doesn't seem like a good way to stay totally. on the radar. <laughs> if, but yeah, so yeah, so, so things like that where it's just like they don't know because they're scared to ask because if sure. they ask, then they're like, oh, well, they have my information now, you know? And exactly. that's what I grew up with. Like my parents being like, oh, you so that's know, part of what you saw. quiet, you know, like, and I was a citizen, you know what I mean? And like, they are now citizens as well. But back then when they were just a resident, they still had that fear of like, oh my goodness, how do I navigate this world? So, so we have an audience of, of various business owners that are running some sizable businesses and whatnot with a great heart and trying to do the right things here. You know, you're here trying to help this particular group, they're all small business owners. If you were a king for the day or a queen for the day, what would you hope for from like the fellow business owners that maybe have a little larger bandwidth? You know, how, how could they help and contribute to this issue? Specifically the immigration issue? Yeah, just like um, this, this this crew, this right here, you just got done describing. Here's this whole body yeah. of people here working hard, doing yeah. their thing having various challenges, yeah. a small organization like yours, right, mm -hmm. to do your thing. Yeah. But if you had like big brother here, right? Yeah. If someone could come in and be, help support you, what, yeah. what, what would you want? One of the things is, well, I don't want to jump too much to what uh, something else that we're doing, but I think one is like mentoring these business owners because mm. the big brothers, like you said, they're they're seasoned entrepreneurs. They've been here, they've done this, they know how to run the show. And I think if like they can go and mentor these business owners and say, hey, this is how you streamline this process. This is how you can do operations. Oh, this is the best product you can use to make sure you're not paying too many fees. Or this, there's a CPA that I use. Like go ahead and use this CPA. That's one of the ways to so like mentor. A resource. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And then also just like spend that money with that small business owner. You know what I mean? Like go to those, you know, south of the eight, go to City Heights, go to Logan Heights, go to Barrio Logan, you know, go to San Isidro, you know, they have amazing authentic food, like great businesses and go and like support them and help them build up their, their legacy, their business. Yeah. With us as, as a nonprofit organization, I mean, we, are doing so much work, but our bandwidth is so limited. You right. know, kind of like you mentioned, I'm doing, you know, half time with Business for Good and then half time with um, Jacob. Right, so not even full time. It's not even a full time. Yeah. And even if it's not even a full time, like we're still getting a lot of stuff done. One, because we have amazing members and two, because like we know what our mission is and you know, we have that like focus. I think with those for-profits, I can't remember. I listened to this podcast a while ago and well, it was how I built this, but there's this for-profit business that said, 
we don't like to give money to nonprofits because we don't know where that money goes. And it just seems as if it's kind of like a waste, but it's just like, but if you only knew the, that money that actually goes into a nonprofit and the actual impact that we create, then I wish like these mindsets of these for-profit businesses can be like, oh, like, let me give this funds to this nonprofit because their mission is great and, and what they're doing is actually making a huge impact because a lot of the times of these issues that get created is sometimes is from a for-profit, you know, that creates these issues. So then we're over here trying to solve those issues. Kind of just like wanting to provide some funds for us or resources or some sort of partnership, you know what I mean? So like, for instance, if we- We might be sitting in a very interesting one right here. We're we're doing this podcast with the BBB who has the Ignite Center here. They have an entrepreneurial program. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We know know some people here, let's see. Yeah, (laughs) some sort of partnership, you know, like with like Intuit or something like, oh, here's this code for 50% off for QuickBooks for your business owners, you know what I mean? Like those type of partnerships, it doesn't even have to be like a monetary gift. It could just be some tangible gift. So yeah. A lot of times my wife runs a nonprofit and yeah. I'm always amazed. Like she gets like, Salesforce for free yes. and all these kinds of things, right? I'm yeah. like, how come I have to pay for everything? You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. but if you don't know that that's available to you, right? Totally. You just won't even, you know, you still be over here with your uh, pen and pencil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> doing, yes. the, doing it the old school way. <laughs> But so you're also doing that too. I mean, as part of what you're doing is supporting the entrepreneurial program yes. you're running is to help these folks uh, yeah. become better business leaders. And- so one of the great programs that we have going on right now is called the San Diego Food Justice Project. We're running a program called the Get Cooking Program. So it's Business for Good, uh, City Heights CDC, uh, Cook Alliance, Jacob Center for Neighborhood Innovation, and the Rec Innovation Lab, which is in Miramar College. And we got funding from the state of California, C2.0, to help create an eight week program for specific Mikos, so the micro enterprise home kitchen operations, pop-up caterers, sidewalk vendors, to create this eight week curriculum where they then, after they finish the eight week curriculum, they get a grant between $2,500 to $7,500. Yeah, and so we created this curriculum that has never been done here in the state of California, actually. This is the first one. San Diego County is the first one to actually create this program. Currently, right now, we only have 50 MECOs that are legally operating, and the purpose of this program is to make sure that these business owners are operating legally, doing all the paperwork that they need to do. We go through financials, marketing, business strategy, and then we also do... What was the other one that we do? Oh, sales. It's a great program because we are helping, like you said, these businesses do things good, you know what I mean, in the right way and making sure that they can separate their business bank account from their personal bank account. Just like simple things that we know and make sense to us, but for others, it's just like a whole new world to them. So we're super excited about that because we have a potential of actually moving the statewide, which is great. So yeah, we have a lot of different things coming about, yeah. So what's your, what's your best story? The best success story. What's the one you go, man, you're trying to convince me to sign up. Like, you know, here's, here's what we do, Jeff. Like, give us, give us that one. Oh my goodness. I mean, gosh, there's so much, but I mean, what we're doing here with the San Diego Food Justice Project, I remember um, because they go through Miramar College, these people have a potential to actually take this as a college course. And so there's this individual that, She's like, wait a second, like I get to 
do college? And they're like, yeah, you get to do college. Like you can actually get credit to do college. And she was just like, wait, what? Like I've never even thought about doing college or even doing a college curriculum or yet alone, just like getting a little certificate after this. And so it was really beautiful to see like them thinking that this was just a hobby of like, oh, well, I just cook and, you know, I sell it once in a while, but I never really thought about making it a business. And now you're telling me that I can actually maybe get like an education out of this. Like that was really beautiful to see this individual do that. So you're seeing people just all of a sudden realize oh, the, yeah. their, their potential. Oh, yeah. What, what, what's out there? That- totally. And even with the immigration. So we had our first citizenship drive uh, March 25th. And we were able to help out about 25 business owners at that day. It's crazy because when I asked them, are you a business owner? And at first they were like, no, I'm not. And I said, okay, so like, what do you do? And they're like, oh, well, you know, I do a skincare for people. I was like, well, Sounds you like are a business, business owner. <laughs> yeah, but, like a business owner. But they don't think it is. You right. know, they have this mindset of not thinking that it's a business because they don't think they're doing it right. You know, and, and that's what we want to do. Like, we want to help you do it right. And we want to give you access to capital. And we want to show you the, the ropes and the ways to, like, actually do it the right way. And if, let's say, for instance, there's a lot of business owners. Like, for instance, a couple of years ago, we did a homeless kit, toolkit, because one of our Business for Good members, he has, like, Um, in North Park, he had a couple like homeless people or one specific homeless person that was like outside of his business. And a lot of people were like, oh, like I feel weird spending money here when I see homeless people outside. And he said, hey, you know what? No, actually this person has been here for a while and he's actually probably the sweetest homeless person ever. And he actually makes sure that the bad homeless quote unquote are away from this business, you know? And so we did this whole homeless kit where it's just like, if you are a business owner and you are brick and mortar and you deal with homelessness, like this is what you can do to some guidelines guidelines to, help, to yeah. do that. Yeah. And so, so that's what our whole mission is to support these business owners and to make sure like, if you have a problem as a business owner, come to us and we can represent this policy to these council members. And we have a huge voice, you know, with these business owners and if the and council members, actually council members, county supervisors come to us to say, Hey, we have this policy coming into place. What do you guys think? And we sit down because we have monthly meetings, general member meetings. And we sit down like last week we had someone from from council district four come and talk to us about that tenant ordinance. And we sat, they sat down, presented it to us. And then we come with questions and say, Hey, you should do it this way. Or, Hey, why aren't you doing it this way? Or, Hey, have you thought about so you're come- bringing some on the ground Correct. experience about Correct. what's really going on? Yes, exactly. Right. And so they come to us because we have that business voice and they come and say, Hey, um, what should we do? And that's what we want. We, we, our goal is to say any policy that comes out, we should be the first ones to dictate it and see how we should do it. Um, yeah. And that's, that's what we want to do. Yeah. And I think it's a great goal. And there's like three people that come to our business for good that become members. First one is like, they want to make a sale, right? So they want to, you know, make a sale with someone else. They want to make a connection. So they want to make connections with like-minded individuals that do good and also make a profit. But what do they do with that profit? And they also want to make a difference. And so sometimes people that have are going through something that they want to make a difference and they want to put a policy in place. They're like, okay, I don't know how to do it myself, but I know business for good can do it. So let me go join business for good so we can help move that forward. Wow. Yeah. Some really good stuff yeah, you got going on it's really on cool. There. It reminds me, um, my wife who runs a facility in Pacific Beach for the homeless, basically mm. uh, it's a day uh, center for people coming to get services to help them yeah. go down the list of what they do to get out the street. And she's about to launch also a, a, a business, right? Nice. A, a cleaning business. Yeah. 
But she had a high school student that came to her and said, uh, I'm going to make you an SCR code that basically has two things. One route is like, I have an issue with homeless. What do I do? Everything from someone's doing something they shouldn't be doing or to someone that's not well on the street screaming, yelling, whatever. And if you're homeless, where are my services? And so this high school student put this together. They've gone around to all the business community and put a little sticker on the windows and handed it out. So kind of a kind of That's cool amazing. little way of uh, sharing some information. And here's what you should do. Yeah. Here, here's the resources available to you if you're trying to get something, solve a problem. Yeah. And that's, that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. It's very similar. Yeah. Let's like, let's work together. I think the power of community is so much stronger than just one person doing it on their own. So we link with different organizations, like, you know, like your wives and we, we come together and like have a stronger voice to make a difference. Yeah. So we're going to have a little party here with all the guests in the near future. My wife will be at this. So uh, we'll we'll make the introduction. Yeah. (laughs) Make this happen. No, I love that. I love that. The reason I invited you here was really to talk about business for good, but I would also like to hear a little bit about what's going on at the Jacobs Center. What what, what are you doing there? Yeah. So Jacobs Center has been around for, oh my goodness, since like 1995. And the whole purpose of the organization was to basically make it community driven. Before Jacob Center, there wasn't really much. It's it's right on the Promise Zone. So Promise Zone is about three zip codes. It's 92114, 92113, and 92102. And this Promise Zone was... Um, where, so we're, we're physically kind of where that It's exists. like down of the south. So, so Sorry, down of the eighth. It's on Euclid and Market. And it's also covering Logan Heights and then uh, like the Diamond Bid. And okay, all right. So that's helpful. Basically, that area is very... It's poverty. Um, very, very low resources. I mean, there's only maybe be two banks in that whole three zip codes. Like there's a lot of limited resources. And you got a bank in every quarter, right? Like, exactly, right? <laughs> yeah, back, yeah, in, exactly. back in 2018, <laughs> CDBG, so like HUD, dictated only about six chromosomes in all of like the U.S. in San Diego. Is it six? I can't remember exactly the number, but they there's very little chromosomes around the U.S. and San Diego was one of them. Um, before that, Jacob Center created this organization to help the community have a trolley station, which they implemented. There's a trolley station that goes right there. The MTS bus, they put in a food for less. They put a Walgreens, which is like the only pharmacy in that area. Um, a Wells Fargo bank, you know, a Starbucks um, and a bunch of other different things. So like a little community where people can go and like get help and resources. So, um, this, so this is the government giving helping yeah bring businesses in yeah. with some sweet deal taxes whatever they're doing well that was after jacob center was already doing this before okay. jacob center already had this vision you know joe joe vi jacobs he was just like hey i want to bring these resources into this community and then once that happened then like back in 2018 is when the government was like oh Stepped this is a designated promise zone area which nice. then has been a lot more helpful jacob center really focuses on three things economic development um which is how the accelerator program is about it's been running since 2019 and then we have real estate with like affordable housing so there's been a bunch of affordable housing actually developed around Mm. the jacob center which has been fantastic and we're about to build like a 70 or 81 unit affordable housing like right there we have a little a school there a free kip adelante school and then the other one is community engagement jacob center has been known to throw big events for the community so like cambodian new year chinese new year laos new years um all different um, ethnicities like events that have been thrown there and so right now we are still moving along with all three of those pillars um, we just really want to be a, a hub and an asset to the community where if they have some sort of like 
let's say struggle, they can just go to the Jacob Center because there's a huge building and we host 22 nonprofit organizations there. So 22 nonprofit organizations are in that building. They pay super- Which are all like resources for the All community. resources for the yeah. community, yeah. And they they barely pay anything. So it's really kind of like a gift for them for being nonprofits to be in that building. We have a museum, a women's museum art there. We have um, Mana San Diego, accessories in that building. We have Homestar, Lasar Development, like a bunch of different organizations are in that area. Um, so yeah, right now we're just trying to move forward with the Accelerator Program, just more economic development like how can we bring more funds into that area how can we build this economy how can we do more good and yeah right now I'm actually more in like the operation side of it bringing in more money into the organization so that we can do more impact and more of like how can we engage the community into this part or into this area so yeah it's been fun <laughs> doing <laughs> that like a lot of work <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's been fun a lot of work but both organizations have been great I mean there's a lot of similarities in what they do specifically with like the economic development portion and so it's been really easy to do both because right. so when this is a good, kind of more of a county wide correct more of a, yeah a Jacobs is more a neighborhood community yeah. yeah and so whenever I think about like okay business for good this is what we're doing for business for good okay how can I also implement Jacobs Center and same thing with Jacobs Center how can I also implement You're the integrated yeah so it's been pretty cool <laughs> So you see a lot of difficult things, right? I mean, homelessness and um, immigration challenges and all this, and a lot of these things seem to be getting worse rather than mm -hmm. better. Yeah. What are you optimistic about? The housing and homelessness specifically, I mean, we're working on that tenant ordinance because basically what that ordinance is saying is someone that has like a single home, um, a family, shouldn't be able to just kick out someone for no reason, right? Because what's happening right now is that they're kicking them out and creating them as Airbnbs. And so that means that all of a sudden this person that thought it was gonna be this long-term home is now having to go and move out and try to find a new place. And as you know, rent has increased very much, right? Yes. And so the, this ordinance is trying to prevent that from happening, giving them a leeway of these um, people that are renting like, okay, giving you three months and then also perhaps giving them a little stipend of saying like, okay, here's a stipend so that you can go find a place and like, be able to put down a deposit basically. Another one is trying to prevent is a lot of the times these landlords are saying like, oh, we're doing these huge improvements in this household and all they do is to paint the walls. Right. And it's just like, well, you can't just like, them the right you, to know, you have to leave. There has yeah. to be some sort of policy of like, okay, this is what a definition of a big improvement is, right? You can't just move out a whole family just because you're just painting walls. And so this ordinance is basically preventing people to, in a way, not have to leave San Diego County because we want people to stay, right? We want people to spend money here and, and, and pay their taxes here. So like it can back. Everyone can't be a tourist. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and so so we're helping out with, with that specific because what ends up happening is homelessness starts. A lot of these times, these, these people don't choose to be homeless. You know, it, it ends up happening. They lose their job. And they lose their home. Time, yeah. Exactly. And then there's like no resources out there. I mean, I don't want to go too into it, but um, we, what we want to do is create these ordinances to make sure that these people don't become homeless. So that's one part. The that's other part. I say to my wife, when do we shut the valve off yeah. over here, right? We're, yeah. We can't, we keep trying to solve it on the wrong end. Correct. Of the, yeah. yeah. So stopping it from that end and then, okay, 
right now we do have homeless. Okay, what are we doing with those individuals that are homeless? Like, how can we support them as much as possible? How can we help them get into an affordable housing? Maybe create some sort of program within that's like help them maintain a job or help them like understand, okay, this is how you can save or, you know, giving them resources to like, once they're able to move out of the house, maybe like a two-year program or something, they can leave and then afford to like rent on their own or maybe now they can afford to like hold a job down. There's a lot of different organizations that are doing this and we're there to honestly just like support as much as possible and be part of that movement. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. (gasps) Well, we're kind of coming in the, the show, believe it or not, already. <laughs> I will want. I do want to point out yeah. the the Business for Good Summit that we had last year. This is the first time Business for Good has ever done this. We last year during like I think it was the summer or before the summer. We us as Business for Good members were like, we want to have this big event where like minded individuals come together and talk about policy and talk about the different businesses that are out here and like how how do we do this? We decided to create it last year and and we broke it down into three different um, categories. Uh, one aspirational, which is we talked about the different policies that are out in San Diego County and how it affects you as a business owner and as an individual. Um, The other one was operational of like how to operate your business sustainably, uh, how to operate your business with like the new policies that are out. Um, And the last one was community. And so how to network with these other businesses that think the same way as you and how can you do business with these other businesses that have a social impact or want to make a difference in the world. And so we had about 120 plus business owners last year. We had it at Bread and Salt and it was a huge turnout um everybody loved it they're like oh my gosh when are you gonna do it again we are gonna gonna do it again we're gonna have it thursday november 2nd of 2023 look at you out promoting already yeah yeah we already have that going we're all set in stone for it and we had like assembly members there to speak about it mayor todd gloria was there during a happy hour he's a huge proponent of business for good um we had a different like different council members come and say hey guys you know this is a great organization and and stuff. So we're super excited about that Business for Good Summit and hopefully it can be bigger this year and have more like-minded individuals join. I love it. I love it. Let's see what we can do with our uh, audience that we have here with the podcast. See if we can get some of these other businesses around the county in there as well. Definitely. So to wrap things up, What's the big idea? What's, what's the thought you want to leave with the audience? If I didn't remember anything else, here was that one thing I really should take and keep front of mind or whatever. What's, what's, what's your big thought? Uh, okay, well, just like do good. You never know what someone is going through. You never know what their story is, why they've gotten to a certain situation. And I think us as human beings, it's our job to say, okay, I don't know what you're going through, but I will treat you with love and compassion. And I will, you know, if you're asking for help, you know, I will help you in, in, in some sort of way. But I think with, if we come into this world thinking like, oh, well you cause this yourself, like you should have made better decisions, you know, like nothing's going to get solved that way. I think if we have more empathetic hearts and we come into this world and saying like, Hey, how can we help you? How can we make this world better? I think that's something that will definitely improve our uh, San Diego County and just make everything better. Of course, if, you know, we solve every issue in the world, then no nonprofits would be about unemployed. You know what I mean? But the purpose of this is for us to technically be unemployed, right. to us to find a different Should thing. Be the goal. Yeah, for us to find a different goal and do something else. I think we just, you want to do good. And that's the, the organization called Business for Good. So you want to do business for good. You want to be a good person for good. 
I think that's it. That's it, huh? Be yeah. nicer. Be gentler. Have a little empathy. Have a little empathy, the world, yeah. The world will look, look a little bit better starting with you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, exactly. There's only three million of us here. I think, we, you know, if we get a few of them doing it, uh, right? it'll cascade. I know, definitely. <laughs> well, now I want to thank you for taking the time to come to the show today and share your amazing experience, insights, and wisdom and all the wonderful work you're doing here. I mean, it's uh, phenomenal. You know, working across two organizations, having a major impact here in our very com own community of San Diego. Well, that's our show for today. And if you enjoyed it, please subscribe, comment, and most importantly, share the podcast with a friend. Again, special thanks to our collaborative community of San Diego business organizations, the Better Business Bureau, Conscious Capitalism, and Be Local, who are all using the influence of business to positively impact our very own community of San Diego. I'm Jeff Blanton from Jailbreak Leadership saying, until next time, go do what you do. Go do what you do best, for we're all counting on you. <laughs>